We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Game 7 of the ALCS in the books. Game 7 of the NLCS tonight. Looking for more daily baseball coverage on the Odyssey app? Check out John Boy Media's Baseball Today. The hottest topics in baseball Monday through Friday. Welcome back into Sports Daily, everybody. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster. Um, All right. So we will get into the Chiefs and look ahead to the game this weekend. Top of the next hour with Dan Israel. Something else, Tommy, that is... On the radar right now with the Chiefs is Justin Ross, Chiefs receiver, arrested yesterday uh, by the Johnson County Sheriff's Office. That's all we know in that it was on a charge of criminal uh, uh, damage to property. And it looks like he's be- he's he's being held right. OK, so I'm looking at there's there is a story out this morning. This is the first thing I've seen from anybody on this that gives any more clarification. It's the Shawnee Mission Post. Um, so the chiefs are aware of this. They don't they're not commenting yet. According to the Shawnee Mission Post, uh, it's greater than a thousand and less than twenty five thousand dollars on that criminal damage. But it'll be a felony charge. It's. And then there was an asterisk on the arresting report of DV, which means domestic violence. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not an assault charge, though, Tommy. So I we're gonna have to sort this out. So the Shawnee Mission Post went back and listened to the radio traffic, um, and there were some officers sent to an apartment complex, and the woman told dispatchers. Oh, again, this is just radio traffic, and it means nothing. You have to be really careful with this stuff. Like we at the TV station, for instance, and in the newsroom, like we wouldn't report on what we hear over scanners because it's, you know, like it's not, it's not anything. You're just, it's literally just calls and people guessing at what might happen. But the caller of that, there was a woman who uh, claimed to be and identified herself as Ross's girlfriend about 2.45 in the afternoon and told dispatchers that he tore up the house and broke her cell phone. So that's, again, according to the Shawnee Mission Post, who apparently went and listened to the radio traffic on that. We should get more details, I would think, today. I, I would imagine everybody requested those details yesterday as soon as they heard, and then at some point today they'll get the information and on a on a log. But So we, we got to kind of just sit back and see. I don't know what to make of this. There's no telling. Um, it's certainly not good for Ross, who I would think is sort of clinging to a roster spot anyway. And we'll see what the repercussions are. But I think probably, Tommy, it's too early to get on the radio and make some definitive statement about anything other than, hey, this is happening, and it's potentially bad for Justin Ross. 
it was uh, originally fairly shocking when the report came out about his arrest because of what he was arrested on suspicion of. And because originally he was arrested on suspicion of criminal damage to property greater than twenty five thousand um, dollars. It's that's a lot of money and that's a felony. Uh, if you're if you're charged with that, that, that's not what he was charged with. But that's what he was arrested on suspicion of originally. It's an arresting charge, yeah. Exactly. Now it looks like the actual charges are both misdemeanors, uh, the domestic violence and the criminal damage charges. Uh, And that's according to the NBC affiliate in Kansas City. Um, He's accused of physical contact with a person in a rude, insulting, or angry manner. Uh, And the um, court records also note that he's in a relationship with the alleged victim it looks like he will be in court this afternoon uh and then more than likely will be out of jail at that time uh really that's that's all the the details we have on it for right now but regardless you're right it's not a good look it's not a good situation at all um you know this is a guy that didn't play at all last year the Chiefs signed as an undrafted free agent um was kind of the darling of off-season training camp and workouts and the preseason has kind of broken in a little bit, gotten more snaps as the season has gone on. And I think some people, and I know we've talked about it before on this show, had kind of tabbed him as a guy that could be a breakout potential star wide receiver for this team with everything that we saw him do when he was at Clemson. This is not a good situation. Of course, we'll have to wait for you know everything to play out with this, but um, you know, certainly shocking that all this came down. Yeah, it, it, and, and it needs some time now because these things do. And we'll just we'll sit back and we will see what what is said today later. We'll know pretty soon, but we don't right now. Uh, so did want to get that out there though, as it you know it it happened yesterday in the afternoon. Timing of it was a little bit weird here. Just seeing that Chris Olave was arrested yesterday on suspicion of reckless driving, uh, which means basically it was going way too fast. Seventy in a thirty-five. Um, yeah, that's not going to probably lead to anything. That's a really bad speeding ticket. Uh, Dusty Baker is reportedly mulling retirement after the Astros' loss. Uh, another headline that I saw last night. But, Tommy, let's go to Monday Night Football. We we could see this coming. We could see this coming. Like, it just, with the week that the <laughs> that the NFL just had, with a couple of injuries or guys being dinged up, for San Francisco, you could all, I mean, you really could. Like, it, it just was, it felt like in a weird week, this was an opportunity for the Vikings. There's also a lot of, the Vikings have been really unlucky this year. Everything has gone right for the, uh, you know, for the Niners. And and the NFL just typically does not let that happen. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it is such an even league that those things tend to, tend to even out. And so Minnesota at home gets this win over San Francisco, although they tried to let San Francisco back in it, but they got it done. Now they're three and four, and they got a whole bunch of division games still to go, Tommy. They get Green Bay uh, two more times, Detroit two more times, Chicago one more time, and they're going to have an opportunity here to play themselves through. I think what's interesting about Minnesota is Christian McCaffrey played in that game. Right, the only one that didn't play was Debo, of the skill guys, and Minnesota held them to 17 points and 325 yards of offense. Brian Flores is there, 
that defense has a chance to get better. And if it does, and Justin Jefferson comes back, I love their offense. Yeah, credit the Vikings defense for sure in that game. But on top of it, Brock Purdy looked pretty average, uh, I think, last night. I mean, threw a couple of picks when it mattered the yep. most. Um, you know, late in the game, you've got opportunities to take the lead, to win the game even. Uh, and I know that I know that Brock Purdy has been propped up over the first several weeks of the season as the future of the 49ers franchise. And he may very well be that, but he is the example, the shining example of a system quarterback. That's not a bad thing necessarily, but he's not, I've never looked at Brock Purdy and thought, man, that guy just looks extremely gifted, right? Like I'd looked at him and I thought, okay, he can make some good throws. You know, he can do some nice things, but he also, I mean, I, I watched him. I know you did. Uh, as well when he was at Iowa State there was never really a thought in my mind where I'm like yeah this guy is going to be you know a, a phenomenal quarterback in the National Football League I think he's been good so far for the most part this season he's worked out really extremely well in Kyle Shanahan's system but that being said when the 49ers have needed him the most to lead game-winning drives down the field it's what we you know have talked about we talked about it a lot last week with Justin Herbert. That's not what Brock Purdy has been able to do. Now, maybe at some point in his career, he'll be able to do that. And I mean, he's still young and growing and learning and going through those growing pains and all of that. But in the clutch moments, especially last night, he just wasn't able to get it done. Look, I, I, um, number one, I think every quarterback in football is a system quarterback. They have to play within their system. They have a system. They have to be system quarterbacks. And like I don't mean either, that derogatory. I don't. I don't think that's. But a some, bad but a thing lot of the time, a lot of the time that is meant derogatory. Like a guy's not really that good. He's just a system quarterback. How long yeah. did we hear that for Tom Brady? And then he went to Tampa and won another Super Bowl, right? Like everybody should strive to be a system quarterback. You want to play within the system of your offense, and he's a perfect fit, is what he is. And it was a great job by San Francisco to evaluate him that way. Look. He had a bad game last night. He was 21 of 30 for 272 yards and threw a couple interceptions. His bad game is very, 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 very different than Zach Wilson's bad sure. game, right? That's that's not that is a normal type bad game for but a good quarterback. But that being said, I get it and I understand the stat line is there. I understand the yardage and all of that. Um, I know that you were you were watching Game Seven, and I totally understand why the two picks that. He threw. They were bad. I saw the last one. Were it was bad. Ba they were bad interceptions. Yeah. Like they they were Zach Wilson esque interceptions, right? But so I think his overall were... stat line doesn't look like what Zach Wilson right. does. But, the but those last picks were Zach me, Wilson esque. The last one to me looked like a def like he was confused by the defense. So yeah. like I I think that I think it was far more about Minnesota's ability to begin to play some defense last night to me than it was about. Even with two losses in a row, some level of concern that I have for San Francisco. To me, that game was much more about Minnesota than it was the Niners. Because Minnesota and, and look, it was fluky, right? That that Addison catch and strip away from the defender and every like Minnesota got there was some luck involved, but there's been a lot of bad luck involved for them this year too. And if they can get Justin Jefferson back and be in the mix and this defense continue because it wasn't fluky on the defensive side of the ball. There were some pl some fluky plays on offense, but they're missing, you know, the top playmaker arguably in football on that side of the ball. 
Minnesota's going to have a chance. I still think, and I've said this from the beginning of the season, I've put my money where my mouth is with them. I still think that they're going to be in the mix in this division late in the season. And if they can just get into the postseason, they're going to be an interesting team. Their problem was, can they defend? They have been so bad the last you know couple of years, but they brought in Brian Flores. And man, I'm a Brian Flores guy. Like that dude is a good defensive coach. And so... You know, it was almost like it's it's you know what it remind and here's maybe why I've been higher on it because it reminded me of what the Cowboys did with Dan Quinn when the Cowboys were really struggling defensively and then they brought in Dan Quinn all of a sudden a lot of those same players became good players and so sometimes that scheme defensively I mean to some degree we saw that happen with the Chiefs with Spagnolo early on right they were really bad and then he comes in and they kind of struggle through it early but by the end of that season man they were. They were really they were buying in and they were playing good defense or at least much better defense. And if that happens for Minnesota, there I I do think they're going to be in the mix here. I I just like they're clearly better than Chicago and Green Bay at this point. And the Lions, I, I can't wait for those head-to-head games between the Lions and the Packers. I'll just say that I think they're going to be really fascinating. Yeah, I mean the the Lions looked bad uh on Sunday one time I I mean that's the first time that's happened to them but look I think that it it number one it tells you that the Ravens have kind of woken up from their slumber a little bit and just you know absolutely put the hammer down on the Lions but number two I think it shows you that the Lions are not invincible uh they have a, a tremendous amount of talent and they have the fan base I mean, uh, that fan base in Detroit, I mean, they're beleaguered, as we know. They're much maligned forever and ever and ever. And it's been really cool to follow the way that the fan base has embraced this particular team this season and all the different stories about that and standing ovations for, you know, like 30 minutes after a game is done at Ford Field and all of that. Like That's all great. It's a, it's a beautiful storyline, all of that. But they went into Baltimore and they got trampled by the Ravens just absolutely trampled and all of a sudden the Vikings who everybody for the most part had written off and left for dead in the ditch they're two games back they're two games back in the NFC North and you know it's this is a playoff team from a year ago it's a team that they know how to win close games they didn't early this season but they did all throughout last year they're two games back now in this division against a Lions team that you know now looks like you know that you can you know maybe what the kryptonite is a little bit and, and a, a blueprint to be able to knock down Detroit a little bit. So it, I think it's going to be a fascinating divisional race. The Vikings have shown that they're not out of it at all. And we talked about it yesterday. The benefit for Minnesota playing in primetime on Monday Night Football is that they got a chance to see what happened to the Lions on Sunday. And they knew, hey, if we just win this game, all of a sudden we're right back in the divisional race. Yeah, it, it is. And again, to last night, it was a weird week in the NFL. Weird week, right? Sometimes it happens. Like next week will probably be very predictable, you know, but because that's what the NFL does. But it does as we see this play out, and we'll talk to Dan Israel about this. It does make you feel pretty good about the Chiefs because they're 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 consistent, as consistent as any team in football this year. Now, have they been themselves offensively the whole way through? No, but they're consistent, right? They're not laying an egg at any point. They're consistently 
doing what they need to be doing. And, and, and on a couple occasions, they've looked really dominant. But, I, 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 man, I really think that the Chiefs are, are, are at the top of, yeah. of the power rankings. Yes. Yeah. And you know with, what? There's not but, another team in the NFL that has won six in a row. Jacksonville's won four in a row. Right. They're next. But other than that, I mean, it's Kansas City. They they drop the opener not, by a point, and then all of a sudden they've they've rattled off six in a row. And 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 you know, there are there's probably you could probably put other teams like Philadelphia just got buyered. That's gonna be a big addition for them and, and really help them out. But I, it's it's that the Chiefs still have so much ceiling to go, I think offensively. That's why this thing looks like they're the team to beat again. And they always have been. We've never wavered from that. Say, But but it was uneasier than it has been in some years because, and, and look, the offense is far from where we want to see it because not every team is going to let Travis Kelsey just continue to destroy them the way the Chargers did. They still are going to need others to step up. But... They're, I think they're getting there. We'll see what Dan Israel thinks. Top of the next hour. Let's give away some hockey tickets, Tommy. What have we got for folks? Yeah, the Wichita Thunder back in action at home this Friday night. Interest Bank Arena taking on the Cincinnati Cyclones at 7.05. We'll give you a family four-pack of tickets to that game on Friday night. Cincinnati Cyclones. All right, family four-pack Wichita Thunder hockey tickets on Friday night. First caller. Let's do the first caller on the IHOP hotline. Jad will get us a winner. 869-1240. We'll come back with more Sports Daily right after this. Ninety-seven five and 1240 KFH. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.